Hi friends, welcome back to I Am Epiphany. I'm your creator and host, Bethany Epiphany, and yes, Epiphany is my real name. Tune in as I share my thoughts and epiphanies on a wide range of topics, from pop culture to social justice issues, to simply navigating life as a millennial. You won't be hearing just my thoughts and epiphanies, but from those who I find interesting and awesome. If it's your first time, I'm so excited to have you here. If you are returning, it is my pleasure to welcome you back. Hello, friends. Welcome back. Is it me or does it seem like June just flew by? I'm like, I need the summer days to slow down so that I can actually enjoy it. I'm like, what have I done this far for my summer? Like, I need to be a little bit more active. (laughs) But how was your 4th of July? My 4th of July was not very eventful, friends. I just chilled. Being Black in America and given these past five years like it has quelled my desire to participate in the fourth of july even though most people use it as an opportunity to connect with friends and family i just didn't do much and where i live you can see the fireworks going off so it's not like i really needed to go anywhere to see any fireworks to the east i can see fireworks from long beach down by the queen mary to the south i can see the Wilmington fireworks then north of me people were setting off fireworks I was surrounded by fireworks basically and I don't know how it is where you live but in LA they start lighting fireworks well before the 4th of July which is annoying people are still lighting fireworks as I record this tonight my neighbors are setting off fireworks and I'm like please stop first of all it's dangerous Second of all, it's unnecessary. The holiday is over, y'all. And it honestly feels like we don't have much to celebrate, especially given the poor decisions that have been made since the last podcast episode. Let's do a little news recap. The first set of poor decisions comes from our own Supreme Court. The Supreme Court struck down Biden's student loan forgiveness plan. According to Vox News, though the Supreme Court ruled 6-3 on to strike down President Joe Biden's plan to forgive up to $20,000 in student loans, student debt relief might still be happening, albeit a little slower than the original plan. Speaking from the White House hours after the decision, the president announced his plan B, which is to use the Higher Education Act, which is a 1965 law that governs most federal student loan programs to provide the relief that the court blocked. He said, I'm announcing today a new path consistent with with today's ruling to provide student debt relief to as many borrowers as possible, as quickly as possible. We will ground this new approach in a different law than my original plan with the so-called Higher Education Act. Biden also announced an alternative to the pause on student loan repayments that was scheduled to restart at the end of the summer, Um, a temporary 12-month on-ramp for repayment from October 1st 
2023 to September 30th, 2024, during which missed loan payments will not harm borrower's credit and the threat of default will be temporarily removed. Progressive activists and legal scholars have long argued that a separate pathway exists for justifying loan forgiveness, even after an unfavorable Supreme Court ruling. Advocates have long said the options are there for the Biden administration if it moves quickly and forcefully. Listen, make it quick and make it forceful, please. Please, like our Supreme Court sucks, bro. Like Trump's team really did a good job of strategizing and reinforcing policies that are more damaging to the American people than not. Why not forgive these student loans, y'all? Like, what is this really about? People are struggling to maintain financial security, especially after this pandemic. If people could comfortably pay back their loans, their student loans, they would. They would. Clearly, these degrees that we were encouraged and pressured to attain did not secure much in terms of financial stability. As a millennial, it was very disappointing to know that the education I received did not guarantee me much after I graduated. Had I known this when I was in high school, I probably would have gone another route. Now you want millions of Americans to pay back loans after a failed promise of financial security with these degrees. If you can bail out banks, you can forgive these loans. And $20,000 is not a huge reduction, but it does help. Imagine if the money used to pay back student loans could be used to help secure a home provide for your growing family in this inflation, pay a hospital bill, be put away for retirement, things that actually matter. <laughs> like the well-being and progression of our country is not the priority money is. It's money and power before the people. And unfortunately, it's always been that way. Then the Supreme Court decided to make another horrible decision to end affirmative action in the college admin process. People have been trying to overturn affirmative action for years, and it finally happened. According to the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation, the decision overturns years of precedent and undermines decades of progress made towards achieving racial equity and promoting diversity in our educational institutions. Affirmative action has been a critical tool in addressing historical injustices and systemic barriers faced by underrepresented community, communities, particularly Black Americans. It has provided a pathway for equal access to education and employment opportunities that were previously denied due to discrimination and prejudice. By dismantling affirmative action policies, we risk eroding the progress we have made towards creating a more inclusive and equitable society. Diversity in our educational institutions and workplaces is not only a moral imperative, but also a vital component of a thriving democracy. Race-conscious admissions policies have been instrumental in fostering diverse learning environments and producing invaluable educational benefits for all students, demonstrated by decades of research, which the Supreme Court disregards. 
racially diverse campuses enrich educational experiences and outcomes, increase and improve civic engagement, and better prepare students to navigate an increasingly diverse workforce. The decision ensures that opportunities for future leaders who are yet to be known have been severely diminished. Ending the use of race-based admissions policies in higher education will have far-reaching consequences um, and perpetuating inequality. While many believe these policies are no longer necessary, the data shows otherwise, as seen in the state of Michigan, for example. Black undergraduate enrollment saw a 44% drop after race-conscious admissions decisions were banned. As Justice Jackson writes in her poignant dissent in the University of North Carolina case, deeming race irrelevant in law does not make it so in life. Race still matters to the lived experiences of all Americans in innumerable ways. And today's ruling makes things worse, not better. It's crucial that we continue to pursue policies and initiatives that promote equal opportunities for all, regardless of race, ethnicity, gender, socioeconomic status, or other backgrounds. Here in California, the vote to remove affirmative action during the college application process had already been in effect, and we have seen the decline in diversity on our college campuses. But I'll speak more about this in the next podcast episode because y'all, it is multi-layered. But needless to say, I'm very disappointed by this decision. They are literally setting us back decades with every piece of progressive legislation that has been overturned. But the Supreme Court was not the only one who made a poor decision. Kiki, do you love me? Are you riding? So you never ever leave from beside me. This Kiki Palmer situation had everyone buzzing. And we'll get into it right after the break. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems, which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. All right, let's talk about Miss Kiki, baby, and her baby daddy, Darius. So, in case you have been living under a rock, Kiki Palmer, our beloved Kiki, went to Usher's residency in Las Vegas with her homegirls, and she wore a black sheer dress. And underneath this dress, she wore a bodysuit. And the bodysuit showed off her booty cheeks, okay? And there is a video of Kiki being serenaded by Usher. 
and she briefly twirls around, allowing her backside to be seen. Her baby daddy, Darius, was displeased with his partner's ensemble and thought Twitter was a great place to vent that displeasure. Darius tweets, it's the outfit though, you a mom. Some social media commenters were unsure about the tone of his tweet until Darius doubled down after receiving some backlash. And he tweeted, we live in a generation where a man of the family doesn't want the wife and mother to his kids to showcase booty cheeks to please others. And he gets told how much of a hater he is. This is my family and my representation. I have standards and morals to what I believe. I rest my case. Well, friends, this is when the nail went into the coffin for dear Darius. He got drug across social media. Drug. Black folks, especially black women, came for Darius and gave him all the smoke, so much that he deleted his social media temporarily. They went in, y'all, the jokes, the memes, the flames being thrown his way, the think pieces and the panel discussions, everyone was talking about it. And they still are. After a couple of days of silence, while the internet was ablaze, Kiki posts on her IG a reel of her son with a caption that reads, One thing is certain and one thing is true. I'm a mother through and through. To all my moms out there, how did your baby change you? Mine empowered me on such another level. My perspective changed because when my baby is good, I'm great. Look at that face. Gratitude galore. She also shared that she, she'll be creating shirts saying I'm a mother and Stevie to the bullshit. I don't think I could have loved Kiki any more than I already did after her response. She acknowledged and celebrated her role as a mother, which Darius previously tried to shame her about and make other people question. She did it in a way that was affirmative without being messy and adding fuel to the fire. And mama was smart enough to make a bag off of it. You know what I'm saying? She's like, listen, not only am I a mother, I got this merch for y'all. So you can give me your coin too. Like, I love her. Now, the reason this scenario blew up across the internet is because, number one, people love Kiki Palmer. How could you not? There is a desire to defend and protect her, especially because Kiki feels like your homegirl. She's unproblematic and people have watched her grow and feel a connection with her. Number two, this scenario is not new and has multiple layers to it. 
It's a, it's a scenario that is common amongst many couples, regardless of race or social status. I think there were men who saw themselves in Darius and women who saw themselves in Kiki. All right, let's see if we can address this layer by layer. Keep in mind that these are my thoughts and opinions. All right, so let's get to layer number one, public shaming. Why do we shame people? I believe that we shame people as a way to bring attention to behavior that we do not like in an attempt to get that person to change their behavior. This is what appeared that Darius did. Darius identified himself as, quote, man of the family and alluded to Kiki as being in the role of a wife and mother. Okay, first of all, she not she, y'all not married, okay? First off, she's not your wife, okay? You, your standards weren't that high as to ask her to marry you, but that's a whole other can of worms. But I think, I would think as a man of the family, your first instinct is to protect that family, especially your child and the mother of your child. Publicly shaming the mother of your child does not protect the family that you claim to value it does the exact opposite going onto a public platform to expose and denounce the mother of your child leaves her open to attack by others black women are already the least protected in our society and to have a black man a black father not protect his child's mother but throws her to the wolves is incredibly disappointing to see. What about the child who will grow up and eventually learn about this and what his father said? How does that protect him? As parents, I would think the hope would be to present a united front as best as you can. But as a father, when you don't demonstrate how to properly protect or cover your partner, What does that teach the child to do? There's a quote. um, Some say this quote is by Theodore Hesburgh. Some attribute it to um, Abraham Lincoln. But the quote is, the most important thing a father can do for his child is to love their mother. Darius's comment reeked of a lot of things and love was not one of them. If there is genuine concern, worry, or hurt feelings, you communicate that privately. Not on Twitter, fam. Not when we in the same house, eating the same food, in the same bed, sharing the same child, and you have my phone number, you got my mama and them's number. Why would you tweet that? Why would you tweet that unless you were trying to garner more attention? and or support. Why would you make that public? At that moment, it wasn't about his family. It wasn't about his standards or his morals. It was about him. This leads to layer number two. Was this really about the dress? Hmm. 
Or was it about his insecurities? Was this about a dress or about her being serenaded by Usher? One of the reasons this question was posed was because of the fact that he had posted a video of Kiki's booty on his own social media, bragging about how having a baby changed her body and he's enjoying the changes. It was a lack of consistency, you see. You complain about her showing her booty, but you record and post a video of this same booty on your social media. It wasn't making sense for people. Listen, many, if not all of us, have been there, okay? When we are emotionally charged and react out of our insecurities, out of our fear, the belief for a lot of people was that he was jealous and upset that his lady was getting attention and giving attention to another man. Even though this was a concert performance, and Usher serenades many of the celebrity women who come to his show. It's a part of the bit. People, it was it was taken too far. Like, seriously, she's at a concert. She's getting serenaded. It's not that deep. If there was jealousy, he went about dealing with it all wrong. Instead of identifying how we feel we shift the focus to something else. Sometimes we don't even really know what we're feeling. Sometimes we don't even have the vocabulary um, to express what we're feeling, but we shift the focus to something else. In this case, he shifted the focus away from his insecurities to her attire and her role as a mother. Instead of addressing his insecurities, he gaslit her making her in the wrong. Often it is much easier to give pain than it is to feel pain. It's much much easier to hurt someone than to process our own hurt. So instead of processing his pain and hurt from an insecure moment, he decided to hurt her. It was a cheap shot. Since he made it about her clothes and her role as a mother, that's going to be my focus. This takes us to layer number three. Now, there is another conversation that needs to be had about women who become mothers and the social perception that changes as a result of them becoming mothers. When you become a mom, the expectation seems to be that you're not supposed to be as sexy. Like you're not supposed to highlight your sex appeal or bring any attention to it the way you maybe would have if you were didn't have kids. Bringing attention to your sex appeal somehow diminishes your status as a mom. Your motherhood is put into question. I disagree with this social perception. I don't think that once you become a mom that you have to diminish that part of who you are. It's an important part of who you are. Feeling desirable, feeling sexy, loving your body, feeling good in your skin are important things, especially as a woman. 
especially as a mom, because there are so many messages that tell us not to love ourselves. A black poet by the name of Frequency once said, no woman ever wakes up feeling as though she is not enough without first being told so. As women, we receive messages all the time that say who we are and what we look like is simply not good enough. The messages can be as subtle as suggesting we drink tummy tea to more in-your-face messages about getting BBLs. These are things I spoke of in the previous podcast episode. Now add motherhood on top of these messages. Your body changes when you become a mom. So not only are you learning how to cultivate this new life you've brought into the world, you are also adjusting to a new body. As a mom, you deserve to feel sexy. Do you understand how difficult motherhood is? Can we just take a pause for this? Can we just acknowledge the difficulty, the challenge? So much of who you are is wrapped up in being a mom. It's easy to forget about yourself and the simple fact that you deserve to feel good in your skin. Why can't sexy moms be a thing? Why can't sex appeal and motherhood coexist? Why can't both of these things be true? It's true for some celebrities. Let's take Rihanna. We love Rihanna. We love you, Riri. And the world was so excited to see her embrace motherhood, embrace being pregnant, embracing her body. Being pregnant didn't stop the Rihanna train, okay? She still had our jaws drop in her sexy maternity fashion, showing skin, titties, and that precious baby bump. And no one blinked an eye. Why is it that we allow some mothers to be sexy and not others? Is it because people believe that sex appeal has been a heavy part of Rihanna's branding and not Kiki's? It's interesting how people pigeonhole you. They have this idea of what your image is, and anything outside of that image is a problem. Last I checked, both Rihanna and Kiki are adults who can dress how they wish, with or without anyone's approval. Let's go to layer four. When you live in a patriarchal society, there is a hyper-focus on women's bodies and what we should do with them and how we should dress them. A great example is the Supreme Court's decision to overturn Roe versus Wade or overturning the constitutional right to abortion. Regardless of how you feel about abortion, it does take away the woman's right to choose what she does with her body. Ruth Bader Ginsburg said, the decision whether or not to bear a child is central to a woman's life, to her well-being and dignity. It is a decision she must make for herself. When government controls that decision for her, she is being treated as less than a fully adult human responsible for her own choices. There are plenty of examples where women were legally bound without any power in this country. 
However, there are no policies or laws that restrict men's bodies and what they do with them. There is no hyper-focus on men who are fathers and how they should dress. Our society allows men and fathers to be sexy. They are not pressured or shamed into diminishing their sex appeal because they are dads. Patriarchal societies try to control women's bodies. And I feel like this patriarchal mentality trickles down into relationships where men feel the need to control the bodies of their partners. It's a territorial energy that comes not from a sincere desire to protect, but to soothe their own insecurities and to solidify a power dynamic where the man is in charge. I want to live in a world where where women have bodily autonomy and where my desire for bodily autonomy is not warped into a false narrative of me disrespecting my man, which leads me to layer number five. People kept talking about how Kiki's attire was disrespectful to her man. Apparently, there is this unspoken rule about how you dress before you are in a relationship versus after you are in a relationship. And of course, it has less to do with how men dress and more to do with how women dress. There were people on the interwebs who claimed that Kiki's outfit was disrespectful to her man, and that's not how a woman should dress when in a relationship. Apparently, if you are single, you can dress how you like, but once you are in a relationship, once there there is a man involved, there's a dress code that you must follow or else it is disrespectful. If how I dressed when I was single was something that attracted you to me, why would it be a problem for me to continue dressing how I'm dressing once I'm in a relationship? It sounds like You should have been with someone whose style is more in alignment with what you want in a partner. Even though, as an actress and entertainer, Kiki has given us many looks. Now her her attire is disrespectful because she has a man? Kiki has been showing skin, sweetie. No one's paid attention. Years ago, she released a music video called... I don't belong to you. And them same booty cheeks that we saw in that sheer dress are the same booty cheeks in her music video, honey. Kiki is not new to this. If Darius wants a woman who is more covered up, more subtle, then he shouldn't have gotten with Kiki Palmer. But again, it really just stems back to this idea of control. How is a woman in her body in her clothes, disrespecting her man? Or is it simply the fact that this woman assumes self-control? It's not disrespectful. It's the fact that the man has no say. He has no say-so in how the woman presents. He has no power over her. Lack of power somehow translates as disrespect. (sighs) That was a lot. And there are more layers that I didn't even get to 
that must be saved for another day. Let's take a break and I'll be back with my epiphany. Hey friends, we're going to ease into an ad break. If you don't know, your girl just released her third book entitled Love Prayer Poems, which is a small collection of prayers that focuses on the type of love I want in my life. I hope you enjoyed the book and that perhaps you will think about what your own love prayers would be. Love Prayer Poems is available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. Let's get back to the show. So this whole situation was disappointing to watch. I felt bad for my girl Kiki. What was supposed to be a fun girls night out turned into a mess. And apparently the mess is still messy. There are talks of Darius flirting with other women in their DMs right after this situation happened and trying to woo them with trips. If this is true about him flirting with other women, it's clear he has learned nothing. (laughs) Despite the messiness of the situation, I think these conversations can be beneficial to have if done in a way that is respectful and if the intention is to understand. Like I said before, Kiki's situation is not new. It's common in many relationships. Poet Maida Del Valle spoke of how women bear the lashes of men's insecurities. Unfortunately, Kiki publicly bore the lash of Darius's insecurities. Women are always walking this fine line of wanting the freedom to do with our bodies as we please and the fear of being deemed slutty or classless as a result. There is an underlying fear that our worth and value as a woman will dwindle simply based upon what we choose to wear. Instead of wearing what we want based upon our personal comfort, we always have to keep in mind the possible response for men, whether they be strangers, relatives, or romantic interests. Oh, let me not wear this because I don't want to appear fast. Let me not wear that because people might think I'm a slut. I would love to wear this top, but I have a big bust and I don't want to draw any attention I would love to wear this skirt, but it might be too much leg. I don't want my man to get upset. It reminded me how years ago I was doing research for a class and it was about religion. And me and my group that I was working with, we went to visit a synagogue and we got a tour of this synagogue. And while we were inside, I noticed how there was like this section that was boxed off and I was told that the men and the women sit separately and the women sit in this box area and they sit separately according to what I was told um, so as not to distract men. You know, the men won't get distracted if they see, you know, a pretty woman or what have you. 
It's to help the men not be as distracted. And I laughed. I'm like, that's interesting. I mean, it's just one of many examples of how women tailor our image, hide our bodies due to the immaturity, insecurities, and lack of sexual control for men. Instead of men evolving with us, we adhere to their rules because they hold more power. For now, anyways. I just want to live in a world where women have autonomy over their bodies and are not shamed for it. I want to live in a world where my sex appeal does not diminish because of age or motherhood. I want to live in a world where women do not have to bear the lash of men's insecurities. Go to therapy, y'all. Okay, do some (laughs) self-assessment. I'm going to end with a reading from my poetry book, Love Prayer Poems, available on Amazon and BethanyEpiphany.com. I feel this poem connects well to this whole Kiki situation. This poem is entitled Peacock Prayer. Dear God, I am vibrant and alive and colorful and beautiful. I am a peacock, feathered and audacious, bold and full. I am not afraid to take up space. Let them look. After all, beauty is to behold. Thank you for creating him, for creating a man who celebrates my vibrancy and who only wishes to enhance my colors and dances alongside me in the space that I have created. He never overshadows me, neither is he intimidated or jealous. He's not embarrassed by my feathers nor insists that I hide them to shrink, never. He loves all of who I am and all that I will be. Thank you for creating him just for me, a man in awe of my peacock strut. Hey friends, thanks for listening. Please tune in twice a month for new episodes of I Am Epiphany. You can learn more about me, Bethany Epiphany, at bethanyepiphany.com. Or follow me on Instagram at B-E-P-I-F-A-N-I. Until next time, stay safe, stay cool. God bless.